All right. Says we're recording. So far, so good. Welcome, everyone. Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, episode 22. It's the interactive video show where you can come on, blaze with us if you want to, or just chill in the chat area as uh, Subscriber Lando is doing right now. Subscribe on Patreon or OnlyFans. Be part of the show. Get all the shows on video, all the past episodes. ShellySJSmokeOut.com to get all the pertinent links to subscribe and to follow us on social media. I'm, of course, Stoner Jesus, famous everywhere. There's nowhere on this planet they haven't heard of me. And, of course, the one and only Shelly Martinez, model, content creator, pro wrestler extraordinaire. Shelly, how are things on the... We should have a guest, by the way, calling in momentarily. We'll get to that when he calls in. I'm worried. All this stuff down here that's like on my little dashboard keeps blinking like it's about to go to shit. I'm hoping not. Again, the technical issues before we start recording were horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Shelly? <laughs> I'm fine. I think it's hilarious, though. I was talking off record, and I didn't know that Lando was doing this. <laughs> you said, this is just us. I was thinking, hey, wait a minute. It's not just us. <laughs> Oops. No, well. It didn't say anything. Lando's cool anyway. Lando's Lando's been a listener cool. of my show for probably 10 years at least. <laughs> I just um, think it's hilarious. But you know what? Lando, I stand by what I said. That's okay. right. <laughs> what am I talking about? Well, you don't know because you didn't join us live and you will never know. That's right. Subscriber perk. Mm -hmm. Or get. It's not the subscriber perk, it's the joining us perk. That's right. As people, because before he hit the record button, I was spilling some tea. That's right. And of course, it is smoke out. I'm just going with the trusty. Rick and Morty bowl tonight. Oh, I got the good old Rick and Morty. Of course, I got Dorothy Gale here. Very dirty. She's Indeed. a dirty girl today. I haven't had a chance to wash her just yet, but sometimes, you know, in life, you just get a little dirty. Hell yeah. Lando said it has been 10 years. Oh my God, I've been here since the OG disciple days. We are so old. Yes, we are. It sneaks up on you. They don't tell you that when you're young, but it sneaks up on you. And then one day you're old. You know what? I was told that actually. Um, I was warned in my high school era that, yeah, you want to be a senior now, but once you become a senior, like life goes by really quick and like just enjoy. And that wasn't like a like an adult telling me that, like, hey, it was a senior that told me that. Like the senior was like, you know, I know you're there we go. right now. Yay! <laughs> Hey, Carter, what's up? Can you hear us? Uh-oh. We cannot hear you. Can you hear us? No. More technical issues. Par for the course, as they say. That's a bummer. Look how hey, we got, we got half the battle. We got the video. Got a cute little... Uh thing back there, a background thing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try again. <laughs> hey, we'll get this going. Let's try it this way. Is that better? Yes, it is. I thought it's okay. It's not going to be as pretty, but let me just get myself set up. And we can make this well, work. We are, we are going for pretty, but we'll have to make an exception. It's not going to be pretty, but it, it is going to work. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe not. I Myself and Shelly have to make up for the pretty factor. You absolutely, you absolutely will have to. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh, I'm doing too much at once here. Okay, you go off. <laughs> I forgot my tripod, which is the biggest issue. But we will sort this out. Give me just one moment. Absolutely. I had it set up previously, so I know I can do it. We're just going to smoke until you figure it out. Fine. Oh, yeah. That's fine. You, uh, please do so. The central theme of the there show. We go. That might be the setup right there. <laughs> All right. Awesome. You can hear me. You can see me. Your hair. Your hair looks so good. Oh, thank your you. Hair is so long. It's freaking long as heck now. I know. It is so long. How are you? It's been forever. You know, <laughs> just doing my damn thing, hanging out with Stoner Jesus. Messing oh, yeah. Up long, That's right. Uh, ruining our careers, uh, talking a lot of crap about people. Starting fights with people online, you know. The this is the end. <laughs> the Our usual Shelly Martinez. This <laughs> is uh, the crash and burn. <laughs> so just so well, you know, nothing has changed per se. Nothing, nothing has changed, and just know that now that you're on our show, your career's over. It's done. And, and that's a wrap. Well, I mean, that's right. I mean, where was that before, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can uh, bring up Carter's Twitter. Also, while we're doing this, so yeah, I was trying to go. I'm actually at the music studio right now, it's and um, I was on it. on the Mac, but I guess there's no like mic with the Mac, mic with the Mac. So yeah, you couldn't hear me, unfortunately. But yeah, we're on the phone. It's working. We're here, ready to go. Cannot share the screen with three people calling in. Oh well. At Mason Wrestling on Twitter, for people interested. Yes. That's it. So as a way of background, Shelly, uh, give us your your version, at least, of how you met Carter. Well, I went to Canada. Isn't that where all the good stories start? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Canada. These really nice fellows brought me in. And um, am I allowed to say, is there anything I shouldn't say? <laughs> am I allowed to say? I mean, say what you want to say. There's nothing okay, like crazy okay. that you already mean. So, okay. So, one of the guys that was like my one of my little handlers that I had, I, you know, he knew that I was a medicator and he was like, Hey, you know, my buddy can help you out, blah, blah, blah. And so I met up with Carter. I, I know him as Mason. So, if I say Mason before the Carter, sorry. Um, so we uh, met up with him and he was working at a gym and I thought that was really cool that like, like, you're all fit, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> and like a wrestling aside, because that's separate to me, it was to me, I was like, wow, I love that vibe because um, a lot of people typically say that stoners are unhealthy. Um, Oh, you just don't do anything, blah, 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 the whole stigma. So I thought it was really awesome. And like the vibe that you had was just so like refreshing. And at that time, um, I was pretty in a pretty bad mood about wrestling when I met you. I don't know if you know this, but like it was during a time where I just saw who was who and people were just fake and phony. What I used to think it was just WWE. And TNA, but when the independence was doing it, I was like, no. So when I met you, it was a breath of fresh air to see somebody that was just a genuine guy. And then when I saw you perform at the show, I was like, dude, this guy's freaking awesome. Like this guy's awesome. Like this is 
pro wrestling, like the one I signed up for, like the pro wrestling I signed up for, like you, you were having fun. You connected with the crowd. You told a good story, brother. (laughs) But because I met you prior to that, so it's almost like I saw you outside of the wrestling zone. Right. I saw what your vibe was about. And that's why it made sense to me as a performer, why the energy you had in the wrestling was what it was. And I like that because it was like, and then the conversations we were having, it's like, I don't have conversations like that with people typically, let alone in the wrestling world. Usually people I have conversations like that with are outside of the wrestling world. So it was really cool. And, you know, I just was really like, like I needed that. It was just so awesome. And then um, after the show, um, he had invited me to his house to not like that, but just like, <laughs> no. There was a group of us. There was a couple yeah, there of, was us. A small group of us. And um, it was awesome because at that point, I hadn't watched wrestling. I hadn't kept up with it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like I'll go watch SummerSlam. At it. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And it was so what I needed because it's almost like I needed to know there was at least one person out there that at that time that existed that still had good intentions in wrestling. (laughs) And that's what that was, you know? And then you had your dog. Oh, it's a sweetheart. And at the time, you know, my dogs were really old. I still had Fred and Ethel. And it was just so cool. Your mom was there. She was so awesome. Like there we were just like medicating out of our mind, watching wrestling, being excited. And that's the first time in a long time I watched wrestling and got excited about it. And I was just like, dude, yes. And I'm not going to name names, but there was somebody else that was there who there was a time that I was cool with him. But then on that actual trip, it was weird because I saw this dichotomy and this is what bothered me about wrestling is like when I would chat with him online, he was totally cool. And I was like, okay, this guy's cool in my vibe. But then like, I remember after the show, he was like, Oh, Shelly thinks she's too cool. Cause she doesn't want to come to our hotel room and play video games. And I was like, no, I'm an adult. I like to go to the bar. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like and like, it was this whole thing. So at first I was hesitant about going to your house because I knew he would be there. And I was like, this guy's just rubbing me wrong. And I don't know what the problem is. Cause online, I thought we were super cool, but like, what's, what's the effing problem. And I don't know if you remember, but I was kind of like short and sarcastic with him the whole time we were at your house. And that was why. I don't even recall. Yeah. So <laughs> I recall um, the night and the, the event and everything, but I don't recall any of that. Oh yeah. A little bit. So that was my experience. And then that's when I was like, you know, I've been watching his career for a while now. And I was like, this, you know, I think this is a good guest for our show because that's my story with him, you know? And I talk about my stories on here and no one has the balls to show up to. (laughs) (laughs) We've tried. It's not for lack of trying. (laughs) Because we're career killers over here. It's really nice to hear um, like that side I guess your perspective is of, of everything. I mean, and, and it's, that's what happened essentially, you know, but um, I just, I mean, for better or worse, I just try to be myself unapologetically, you know, and like, I don't try to 
be different. My I don't try to change my energy for in the ring or for wrestling or for people in wrestling. And I don't try to change it for people outside of wrestling either, right? So I just try to be genuinely me. And if someone is drawn to that energy or, or whatever that I put out, um, like there's not a better compliment or something like better someone could say because someone's you know appreciating you for being you authentically. So uh, it was really great to hear your side of that. That was amazing. Uh, that was like one of the best. It was one of the, because it was the afternoon show. I think it was like a 12 p.m. or a 1 p.m. event. Um, but I mean, in terms of overall energy and like good vibes and like, I don't know if you recall, but like in the locker room, everyone was just so chill and, and happy. It was just a genuine happiness, you know? And that might've been cause like the night before we all did go out and like have fun at the bar and stuff. But there was like, it, it was just like a chill, genuine vibe that in any locker room sense, even that one. And that's one of my favorite locker rooms to be a part of, but it there hasn't been an event that has matched that same kind of vibe that same kind of just genuine positive all around like the whole locker room was stacked with just genuine beings you know um so yeah it was it was a great time it was a great time and then SummerSlam was awesome so carter what was your uh your first impression of shelly um it's funny because <laughs> i met shelly like as I was just starting to gain a little bit of traction myself, you know what I mean? So I was starting to work with and and meet and be a peer slash equal to all these people that I used to watch on TV in a very short span of time, you know, like it had just kind of started and I met Jolly in that period. So I was, I was transitioning from like names being names to like names being my peers, you know? Mm. So, um, Oh, I'm sorry, I dropped. Nope. <laughs> um, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Just gentle. There we go. Um, so it's funny because at the time I was going in, I guess not with like you're taught to, you know, dot your eyes and cross your T's and be polite and blah 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 blah. And I always am those things, but I was still think I think I was being extra careful with people as opposed to just like letting my authenticity shine. And I feel like with Shelly, it was like in the midst of me really getting to like the effort I am who I am stage. So it was, it was a weird dynamic and, and just like time in my own life. Like you said, you were going through some stuff. I was just, I wasn't going through negative stuff per se, but I was just kind of evolving. I was growing. Um, so there was like, it was an excitement. Like I'm going to work with amazing red was on the event. Lindsay who's now one of my best friends. He was on. So like, I'm working with all these really cool people and I'm transitioning to now, like I said, being their peer or their equal. Um, and it was just, it was just really exciting. It was exciting. It was an exciting time. It still is. You know what I mean? But it was just, it was really awesome to be able to be a part of an event that has so much stacked talent, so many names, and then to be welcomed into the group, you know, into the circle, we'll say. Indeed. Um, Lando is one of our subscribers. He had a couple questions about uh, how did you get into the industry and uh, what drew you into uh, getting into the industry? Um, so, I mean, they kind of, the kind of parallel questions, they go hand in hand. It was, it was, everything was accidental. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know what pro wrestling was. I had never heard of it in my life. And I came home one day and I'm pretty sure this is like when I, I'm talking grade five, grade six, so many moons ago, I think Pokemon had just like started popping off and that was like my craze, you know? So I came home from school one day, I was in grade five 
and in my room, uh, I had one of the old TVs where you had to like sit at the dial and change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I was doing. I was just I came <laughs> home and wanted to watch something on TV. School's done, and I'm just flipping my dial, and I can remember like like yesterday, I went channel 28, uh, which I, was Fox. Channel 29 was Much Music. Uh, and then channel 30 was TSN, which had like wrestling and everything. So I went like 28, 29, 30, 31. And s- for no reason at all, something in my head was like, go back to channel 30, you know, flipped back. And I've been a fan ever since. And all I didn't even see wrestling. It wasn't even wrestling. That was like the first thing I saw. It was the crowd. Right. So I saw like mm-hmm. 20,000, 30,000 people screaming. And that's what captured my attention because I'm like, if this many people are excited about something, this is something, this isn't like nothing, you know? So let me just, let me just check this out real quick. And it wasn't supposed to be like something I got obsessed with and fell in love with and became my passion in life. It was just like, Oh, let me just take a quick glance. And that was grade five. And now I'm 30, you know, it's here we are freaking 25 years later, whatever it is, 20 years later. So that was it. That's how I fell in love. That's how I discovered it. It was an accident. Uh, and it was the best accident that's ever happened in my life. Because yeah, you know yeah. what? At the end of the day, I always say this. It goes back to the effing fans, dude. It it goes back. To, and you just, like, I, I got goosebumps. And I am always going to use your story now as that explanation of, like, it's about the fans. Always. Like, oh, my gosh. But so many people, like, okay, you're taught in training. You play to the fans. You got to work the fans, blah, blah, blah. But they don't tell you, dude, it's all about the fans. They almost make it seem like it's all about you. So go work the fans. But you turned it to Channel 30. And the fans (laughs) are what got you. And the fans are who love you. Like that day when you came out, I remember Shady Shelly story. Um, there, remember I had brought up on the show before how I accidentally had a flake on a Canada show because I didn't have my passport. Do you remember mm. this? I think and, so. Um, subscribers, go rewatch it. Go find it. Um, there was a, um, a fan that br- was going to bring me in into Canada. Her and her buddy. Her, I think they were roommates at the time. And I went to the WrestleMania WrestleCon and I didn't have my um, passport. I forgot it at home. So I couldn't go to Canada. So they were having this whole thing. I was supposed to host this WrestleMania party. I didn't go to it and I felt so bad. So I was like, you know what? And I was so broke at the time, so broke. And so I paid them in payments back my airfare, like my deposit, like I felt bad. So when I went to that show that you were at, she showed up because she was one of your guys' regulars, her and her buddy. I have, of course, anxiety because I felt guilt. Um, it was cool because I was able to, um, you know, pay a payment or whatever. And I'll never forget this because I had that deep rootedness with this fan, right? I felt bad. I, I just knew they were just fans. I When your music hit and you came out, she popped up out of her seat. She was dancing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it made me understand her more, made me feel even worse about what had happened, and made me want to make sure I paid them every single cent back even more so. So, like, this whole thing goes deep. <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, yeah, you came out, and I felt so much worse. I'm like, well, that's not good. But, like, it, the overall picture was good, so that's good. <laughs> um, 
yeah i forgot that's when i was using the bob marley and stuff too yes. so that was that was yeah. the whole vibe yeah that's it's crazy because that was when i was without the it's it's such a weird dynamic because they're so polar opposites but without becoming like bob marley carter mason the one love carter mason coming out to bob marley i which was like peace and love and dancing and happy i never would have became the king of the north because i got to be so free and like fun with the bob marley that it gave me the confidence to take to become this serious driven character you know um and it's weird because they're both exactly me you know like very serious very driven very like belt my shit if it comes down to it but also like this most the most peaceful fun loving guy you'll ever meet in your life you know it's it's a very weird dynamic but i'm telling you going back to that fan and i love that that energy you brought to using that song coming out and i remember you look so happy you just went through and like people <laughs> usually are like oh, da, 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 da. right <laughs> or yay and like you came out and it was just like like you just hit the biggest bong rib and you just came out like hey guys i'm here and well like, and i mean so that i mean that that hadn't happened but it, it that that euphoria is almost what I was trying to go for in the sense of everything you just said is exactly true. It's people either come out and it's really over the top phony. Hey, let's go guys. Cheer for me. Cheer for me. Or I'm tough. I'm angry. Right. But there was no one that was just genuinely them. Like, and there was people that danced. I was influenced even with that. Like there was, there was people that were doing well that influenced me, but I, I connected genuinely to it. I'm like, that is what I do. So I'm going to do it as well. I'll make it my own. You know what I mean? Um, but like the idea with it wasn't like to, it wasn't to portray a stoner. It wasn't not to betray a stoner. It was to betray just freedom, genuine authenticity, you know? Um, even like, even the most professional wrestlers I've been wrestling, how many years, like that gorilla that you'll get those butterflies, right? So Coming out singing and dancing to Bob Marley, like what's more carefree, fun, peaceful, um, anti-anxiety, you know? And that was the idea. Like, what's gonna put me most in my zone? And that was it, right? And then once I got comfortable with that, I could snowball and, and I evolved into the King of the North, right? So. But see, I love that because. I, like I said, I haven't caught, I don't watch wrestling and it's no offense to it. It's just kind of like, once I had my Wizard of Oz moment where I saw I was just a man behind the curtain, I can't unsee it. So it's like, that's why when I've seen people like yourself since having that moment with professional wrestling, like I love it because I felt like, because I saw it was just a man behind the curtain, I would never be able to feel like a fan again. But then there's these different moments. Like when I saw you come out in your entrance, that I felt like a fan again. And I felt like part of my bad mood was I felt like the thing I fell in love with, the thing I busted my ass for, the thing that I had to continuously prove myself to these freaking idiots because all they saw was my outer shell. It was like it, that love was taken from me by that love. It's almost like when you, your first love and your first love says, I'm not in love with you anymore. I'm out of here. Goodbye. And it's like a pain. And so it's like, you think you're never going to love again. Oh, I'm never going to love again. I'm gonna, I'll never be in love again. 
that's how I felt about wrestling because it hurt me that much. And so when I find these little moments, especially during that time, like your entrance, it's like, dude. And then to hear these little things about like your first exposure was the fan. And then for me throughout the years, when I think about that trip in that moment, I think of that gal popping up off her seat and she was just feeling it. And she was like going for it. She was singing loud. And then everyone was like singing and then vibing. Oh my God. It was so awesome. <laughs> I miss, I miss the character a lot. I already when rest because wrestling has been shut down in Canada since COVID started. So once things come back, I, I've already in my head been like, do I just do a one-time, like, one Love Carter Mason reunion, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen. I just I just want to come out dancing one more time. It was just so much fun. Like, it was, it was some of the most fun I had was that period. Things got super serious after that, you know? And after that, it became like a career, you know? So One more time. One yeah, more time. Yeah, me, me too. Shoot, I want it too. Want it more than anyone else, I think. <laughs> Is that something I can find on uh, YouTube? The entrance you're talking about? Because I think I can. You could definitely it. Find, maybe not that exact event, but you could find it. And if not, I could definitely send you. Like, there's stuff on YouTube. I know I could send you. Let's see, what we got here. I was gonna try to look up on my phone, but I'm on on my you phone. Know, there's a chance she might see this, but shout out to you, Bernie. You know, Bernie. <laughs> um, that's what comes up on YouTube. Entrance, not it won't be the Smash Wrestling one. Do go down a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, it's ugh. where would you find it? Keep going, keep going, keep going. It's going to be older stuff, and unfortunately, that's all new. That's all King of the North. Now we're down to the people also watch stuff. We're going to ignore that Selena Gomez. Disregard <laughs> <laughs> that. that. <laughs> You were in a Selena Gomez video? No, I stole her name. Um, that is that part two? I know where you can find it. It's it's gonna be a small crowd, a small event. If you go back to the top, mm -hmm. this is how we can find it. Uh Fringe Wrestling, Lionel Knight, Carter Mason. Uh, is that on here or did I search that? Hey, go! I I didn't see it here, so you I'm okay. sure you'd find it if you kept scrolling, but it'd probably quicker this way, yeah. Okay, what was that? Fringe, F R I N G, wrestling Lionel Knight. That's spelled L I O N E L Knight K N I K N I G H T, and then Carter Mason. Whoops! The production work on the fly. Look at this. Quick, Look at quick. you. There it is. That first one, first one right there. That'll give you an idea of the of the intro. Oh. I don't think I uh hold on. I didn't share. I know what I screwed up. I didn't share the audio. Hold on. It's gonna work. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. I haven't seen this in forever. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh we froze <laughs> i'm i'm trying to even figure out how 
long I was doing it there because I feel like that was brand new. I feel like that might have been like the third event I did that whole like thing. I was still feel, feeling it out because even watching it, I'm like, I wasn't confident there in it yet. I didn't believe in it yet. But uh, it's crazy. It's amazing to watch these things because sometimes you forget how far you have come and then you see something like that. You're like, <clears> there you go. I Overload the circus a little that bit. That was my peak. You know, it was at the time. Like, that was the best I'd ever done. And now I watch it back and immediately see the lack of confidence compared to even the last few months that I did that character. Like, even the dancing, which is so, like, free. That's it. I don't know how else to explain it. Well, you know, it's important to look back at moments like that because, you know, not only to, like, I don't know, when, I, when I've when i looked back at things, yeah, you see how far you come, but it's almost like you can, like, Marty make fly back into time, and you can just, only you know the exact right. those emotions, you know? And it's like, you could tell whoever, and they'll never get it because you right. are you. And wrestling is such its own entity of itself. Like, I know it's a huge part of entertainment, but like that world is so bizarre and weird. And like, there's so much that goes into it. And then there's the performance and all this. So it's like, I wish like someone had told me, so here old grizzled Shelly is telling you, to make sure to go back and like rewatch those moments you had, you know, not just to like, what, I don't, you might find a part of you that maybe you kind of like let loose a little bit and was like, oh, I'm not that person anymore. Or maybe you forgot a part of you. Like, it's so crazy. And it's like being a person that I can do that. I can go in moments in time, like a time capsule into life where I can see pictures and videos because I've been on camera for all these years. Like when you go and revisit them, you can like find pieces of yourself that like you need to reconnect with and be reminded of. And it's going to make you not only a more well-rounded performer, but it's going to help your soul. And at the end of the day, that's what's important. So like, I just wanted to tell you that. I agree with everything you just said, and I don't think you understand how much I actually needed to hear exactly what you just said. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That's what happens here at this session over here with me and Stoner Jesus. Like, that's just what's that's right. up. It's so crazy. Like, usually I'm you when I'm talking to him, but, like, that's what's up. And, like, I just want to say this, too. Like, not to say that you're this person, but, like, I always talk about it whenever I talk about wrestling on here is nothing drives me more nuts than through my career, especially after my TV life. I have watched people who are amazing performers, even though I have conversations with them that they have moments of clarity and they get it, they still don't give themselves the credit and the value that they deserve because they are not in WWE. And that drives me nuts. I don't know what your career goals are, if that's even something you're interested in. Some people aren't, but it's just like, there's only so many spots. So like, it drives me nuts that I've been blessed to have a spot there. And it's like, to see people who their, their time here wasn't to have a spot there, just always carry with them this heaviness that's so unnecessary because I'm going to tell you something. A lot of the times when you get there, that's when you realize 
is it worth it? Because whether I participate or not into this, this is what I have to be okay with. And that breaks your soul sometimes. So it's like, that's why some people aren't meant to be there because bad things can result from that. I'm not saying everyone's situation there is bad, but that's just what's up from experience. I had a taste, I dipped my toe, whatever. And I just can't stress enough. I wanna throw that energy out there to any wrestlers that are listening. Please don't devalue yourself just because you don't have a spot with some company. Like what is pro wrestling? The stories, the laughs, the tears, the moments. Even if they don't last forever, the connections and the stories that you build with people. There's people out here in the world that would kill to have opportunities like that, to be around and wrestle people they watched on TV and looked up to. And now they're cracking jokes with them and all this. Like, that's freaking awesome. Own that. But just because you're not in WWE doesn't take away from that, dude. It's like, that's one company. There's just not enough spots. It doesn't mean you don't have value. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. There's only so many spots and everyone's fighting for those spots. And that's when things get ugly. So, oh, I just had to throw it out there. It works me up. <laughs> I think that was a very important message. Again, jumping. it's funny because this is exactly, we were discussing like the conversations we had at the event and how simple and easy, whatever it was. And this is like the kind of conversations we had. It was just a very... Uh, I don't know, very easy spiritual, you know, connection. Um, because again, that's something else that you'd be amazed if, if certain, I, I don't like saying people's names. Cause like my friends are my friends, wherever they are, whoever they are, it doesn't matter to anyone else. Right. So, but there's, there's people, you know, in, in places that know how I genuinely feel, especially right now and frustrations about not being able to wrestle at all, let alone being under a contract or whatever. Um, so I, that was an important thing to hear, but that's, again, that's beyond me. I think that's a very important message for, like you said, wrestlers in general. And that's, that's a really important thing to remind yourself of. Um, and that's something that I need to remind myself of as well. Um, but I feel like we're all our own worst enemy, you know, and we're, we're going to see, it's tough, but I mean, for myself, one of my biggest flaws is the fact that I'm a perfectionist. So I'm not looking towards my achievements. I'm looking towards what's next. You know, what do I have next to achieve or work towards or whatever? Um, my biggest goal, my main goal is, is whether it's signed or just steady work, which I was doing prior to my injury, um, is just to be able to let my mom retire and, and take care of her, you know? Um, that's the biggest thing. But on top of that, like the ego gets involved and, and over half of my life I've been in the wrestling business. I've been taking bumps, setting up rings, et cetera, for more than half of my life, longer than that. Right. So at that point in time, especially when you've gotten real close a couple of times, um, it, it can be, it can again, be frustrating or difficult to not, feel the way you were telling us not to feel just now right um so again i think it's it's important to remind yourself of what you just said and i appreciate you saying those things you're you're, you're just like it's weird because i feel like you're staring at me just freaking reading me right now it's like matt don't worry i got you i'm like 
did I did I email you or something? Like, did we talk to you about something? Like, did I not, not remember a conversation we've had where I just poured my heart out recently? Or like, it's the one love. It's the connection of life, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I understand that, and that's the thing because I have my my passion is a lot. A lot of that's driven towards the females in wrestling, right? And I know a group of really awesome women. They're they've done awesome things. They've traveled. Uh, but they're just like yourself, you know, like awesome entertainers. They've been so close, so close, so close, but something always happens. And even though in some of those cases, I've had very intimate conversations with these gals about it. In those moments, they get it. They're like, yeah, I told, yeah, exactly. Especially when I share with them privately some experiences I don't talk about publicly. And they're like, oh my gosh, are you serious? And they're just like, oh, whatever. But then... I'll see them on social media, like, oh, I'm going to do this, this. And it's like the opposite. And that's where I get it. It's like, I know you can hear it. I know you can receive it. But when you're in it, it's different. And I once was there. I was once there. And that's what people don't realize. People just look at me and they're like, oh, she was Ariel. She was Selena's or she's crazy Shelly that has like OnlyFans and blah, 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 and has a feet thing. So like, you know, it's like, I get it. But like, I was once you. I was once these girls. I was once a person who thought I haven't made it yet until I'm there. And then I did. And then because of that and my experiences there, it's like, wow, I wish I knew somebody that could have prepared me for this. And so like, I'm not telling people not to go for their dreams. I'm a firm believer that when you have a goal and you try to reach it, whether or not you get there, the journey there will put you in alignment where you're supposed to be. Like there's some people who started off as wrestlers and now they make good money being in production and wrestling. And they're not wrestlers at all because them trying to be a professional wrestler landed that they're really good producers. They're really good editors. They're really good commentary. They're really good cameramen. They're really good agents. It was different. So they found their place but in still saying that some people still have this feeling I'm not a hundred percent because I didn't at least get a developmental. And it's like, it breaks my heart because that mentality I've watched stunt people in their growth in life and life and their path and their journey is more than wrestling. I, I get it, but you're going to die one day. Does it matter wrestling? No. It's like Cypress Hill said, it's a fun job, but it's still a job. Save your money, man. So like, that's why. And that's why I have to talk about it because my heart goes to that because I know how it feels. It feels like crap. It feels like, what the F am I supposed to do? Well, I guess that's not supposed to be for me anymore. I get, I'm just gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. Oh, I'll never be on TV. So it's just why even bother? Like, whatever. They're always going to be just whatever, whatever. I've been there. I almost quit OVW because I was like, no. And Danny Davis was like, no, and had to talk with me. And that was the first time anyone had really gotten through to me on, like, how I'm talking right now. He's the one that was like, just do what you're doing right now. You're getting a paycheck. So get your paycheck and like you're learning and da, 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 and all these different things. It took the mentality out of my mind of, 
I have to be on TV or I'm not successful. If I'm not called up, I'm not successful. Or everyone else is getting called up. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I just want to go back home, whatever. And I get it. I get it. But I feel like there's a lot of people who feel the way I do that have had opportunities to be in TV, especially WWE, but they don't talk about it. So I have to share because sharing is caring. And you made me feel like a fan when I just was like, I'm here because I need a paycheck. I don't want to do wrestling anymore. F wrestling. F everyone. I hate them all. They're all pieces of shit. They're all fake and phony. F everyone. And then here you come out. <laughs> That's really why it's, it's, it's wild. The reflection that you just mentioned too, that you should do. It's wild because doing that, like I had, I had promoters across Canada messaging me like joking being like oh please get an autograph uh from shelly for me oh get her to sign this picture oh my god oh my god you're so lucky you get to be on an event with her you know what i mean and i'm like i like i know it's dope it's freaking amazing red and shelly and all these people and i'm literally just starting to like crack that ceiling you know um and then to hear that like that that was my reality was these promoters messaging me and me just starting to become a peer, you know, your reality was, man, this kid may be a fan again. So it's so crazy. The two different re realities that, you know what I mean? We both had and stuff, but, um, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Cause it's like, again, what, what better compliment. It's so true. It's so funny because I remember the night before we went to that barn, um, I was sitting with the people who brought me in. And I was having a nice time. I was having a good conversation. They were, bu they were, were buying. Sorry, not to interrupt. Were you sitting at a booth? Yes. So you were with us, but you were like beside us. Yes. I recall. Yeah. Because we were at there, the table. Yeah, you guys were at the table. Mm -hmm. And I, there was a fella there who I brought edibles for because we had a talk before and I did bring them on the plane, whatever. And so I had it, but I remember again. A couple of guys at that table were dudes who I've shared a locker room with, I've smoked with, so I thought we were cool. On social media, we're cool. But they were so weird to me when I was there, like like little shy high school boys, and I didn't understand. And in that shyness, they were being a little rude. I don't know. I don't know if they took some of the lifestyle showstopper uh, tips there, Stoner Jesus, right. but like <laughs> they were being rude. Weird. And, um, yeah, there it is. That I don't know if they had that book. <laughs> I don't know if they were reading it from that book. But it was weird. And I remember there was a comment made when I was kind of walking away about, like, oh, well, you were sitting over there with the promoters all office. And then I turned around, and I was like, oh, you mean the nice conversation I had? having wine and I didn't have to pay for anything. But you weren't even with the office. The office was at the table with us. That's what was said. That's that's why. I, so <laughs> I am very good friends with said office. And I have a picture of the office at the table with the boys. So that's quite literally impossible. That's what I don't know. That's because I don't know who the that's office insane. Was. 
But that's what was said. And I remember I was like, whatever. And again, I was in already a bad mood about wrestling. So I was like, oh, great. I just had an awesome dinner and nice conversations. And now the boys are going to judge me because like, whatever. I was like, whatever, dude, because I just was so fed up about everything. So at the show, um, that's when a couple of those people that made their little smart aleck remarks, I was just like, dude, whatever. Like, I thought these guys were cool. And a big reason why I was so mad at wrestling was because I had discovered a lot of people were fake and phony and opportunist. So when that happened, I was like, same as it ever was. And so that's, again, going back to my experience with you, it did restore that they're few and far between, but there are those people. And that's why I talk about all this stuff openly because over time, I would watch maybe something, stumble across something where some wrestler that like, maybe I wasn't like BFF with, but I was like shared the locker room, had a cool experience. Maybe they went on a shoot interview and said some things. I was like, damn dude, see, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. And that's the vibe I want to throw out there is like, I'm not dogging on anyone's wrestling journey. Everyone's, it is what it is. But like, I just want people to know that feel this way. You're not alone. And like, don't give up, but don't, Oh, it's, it's like the value, because like, like, let's say life is crazy, right? You just said there's no wrestling in Canada. And so like life's crazy. Like, let's say things get even crazier and then it gets even crazier. And then like you're left without wrestling altogether and just your soul. So it's like, that WWE won't matter. <laughs> it won't matter. I understand. What I what I found really crazy and touching on what you just said, um, when I had my injury and I was forced out for like eight months, that whole time it was just desperation and like panic and like need to get back to wrestling. I'm losing my spot. Uh, blah, 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 like I'm being replaced. I'm this. I'm, I'm not. I'm lost all my money. Blah 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 blah. Um, and that's not even including like the chaotic aspect of which was the injury. Like, they didn't know what was wrong for the first two, three months. Uh, so it went from, like, you have a simple UTI, take antibiotics for two weeks, to two weeks later, you have cancer. And, like, it just it snowballed from there, right? So I have these two separate things that are both clashing hard. But that whole eight-month period, the main thought, uh, thought and mentality was, I'm losing out on uh, wrestling, 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 wrestling. COVID, I came back. I was back for eight months. COVID hit. Uh... And then the first like two, three months, it was that. It was the same thing, the exact same mentality, wrestling, wrestling, shit, I'm losing it again. I just lost it. Oh my gosh, all this time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's when I started, I'm at the music studio I'm at now. I just, my best friend owns this. I started coming here just to hang out with him um, and help out and get things set up. And it allowed me to, for the first time since I was 14 years old, withdraw from wrestling entirely because there was nothing to be involved in. I didn't have to follow the, the drama on Twitter and know what was happening and know who was being demonized this week. And I had to avoid your, what you know what I mean? Like it didn't matter to me because I'm not going to see them anyways. They're not going to see me. There's nothing to be concerned about right now. It doesn't matter what you think of me because I'm not going to see you, right? And for the first time in 15, 16 years, I was literally able to 
like step away and just like and now i'm like i'm ready to wrestle i've been training every day uh my same guy that owns the studio that's my training partner um we haven't missed a day in 12 weeks this is our 12th week of training straight and we're going like it's you know how i train it's not you know light so i'm i'm ready to get back i'm ready to go um but the obsession i'll call it almost like the addiction i feel like the addiction is gone and now now it's almost back to being joyful you know and and that gives me so much excitement to come back to um and i think is going to bode well for everyone myself people that i share locker rooms with people that i love people that i had beefs with you know um because I no longer care. You can't beef with me if I don't care, you know, like, otherwise you're just mad at me and like be mad, I guess, but that seems silly, you know? Um, so it's, it's, I think it's exciting and it's positive for everyone. And I, I hope more people are able to recognize that. And it's, what's wild is I knew it for a long time, even when I was, I'll call it again, refer to it as like the wrestling addiction or obsession or whatever you want to call it. And I would make posts where, like, on Facebook, I made a post because I, I re remember everything very clearly. Uh, I'm nothing without wrestling. That was the post. And it was during the injury. And uh, Cody Dina replied and actually DM'd me privately. He's like, man, you like, I get it, but you have to understand that you are something without wrestling. And you have to learn to be something without wrestling because who knows essentially everything you just said, right? Um, and even then, I got it, but it, it, it didn't – my body wasn't ready to absorb it, I guess, or my soul wasn't ready to, uh, to, uh, to absorb it, you know? Um, and now even, I, I don't know if I'm all the way there and I don't think you're ever all the way anywhere. Like, are you all the way to happiness? Are you all the way to, you know what I'm saying? Cause you can always get happier. You can always appreciate things more or continue to appreciate more or, or continue to appreciate as much as you do, which will bring you more happiness, right? Without changing anything. But like, there's always, I don't know, because it's not even true. That's, you know, life's crazy, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> this blew my own mind. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long story short, um, I had people saying the same thing to you. And it wasn't until recently that I've finally been able to, like, appreciate and absorb it. You know, I got that break from wrestling. I was able to take one step back from it. Finally, for the first time in 15 years to take two steps forward. Cause even when I was injured, I didn't step away. Like I was obsessed. I, my whole obsession was, I gotta get better. I gotta get better. I gotta get better. I gotta wrestle. I gotta wrestle. I gotta wrestle. COVID, I'm like, there, I, I can't fix COVID. There's nothing I can do. It doesn't matter how better I get or whatever. I literally have to wait this out just like everyone else. And that forced me into taking the step back, you know? And I think it was the best thing that's happened for my wrestling career in the last few years. Uh, we have a subscriber question, but uh, first I have to ask because Shelly alluded to it earlier. Mm. Uh, Carter, do you have an Instagram for your feet that we can promote to the people out there? For my feet? Yes. If they're, <laughs> let me, let me say this. I want everyone, everyone right here, right here, right here. If there is a group of people that want to subscribe to my OnlyFans of feet, I promise you I will start it tonight. If you guys want to start paying my bills via fee pictures, no problem. Let's go. Absolutely zero. There you go. Next question. That's a clip for Twitter right there. 
We got all kinds of stickers. <laughs> um, Lando had a wrestling question. Uh, he said, "What point in your respective wrestling careers did you break through the wall of anxiety, self confidence, and finally find quote unquote you in that ring and feel good with what you put out there?" Um, I don't. That's a great question. The honest answer is I've felt it happen three times and I bet it'll continue to happen another 100 because just like life, like you're always evolving, you're always leveling up, right? And I can tell you three very clear cut times specifically where um, I recognized leveling up, but I still, I, it, it still comes, right? It just comes less or whatever or what have you. So first time I was in Barrie, Ontario, Canada um, and my anxiety used to be just through the roof. Like I would get sick before each match. I go out. You never know if I didn't tell you, but that happened. And I remember I was I was up next, and I'm like, the way the gorilla was set up, it was literally like gorilla here, bathroom just like here. So you could go straight out gorilla, or just make a left and go to the bathroom. And my routine at that venue would usually be bathroom gorilla, you know. And I remember I was just standing there one time. And I'm like we're not doing this anymore. Like you're, you, how many, how many matches do you need to know or how many matches do you have to have and like positive feedback and reinforcement do you need to get before you're like, okay, I know how to wrestle at least a little bit. Like I know how to not embarrass myself. Right. Cause that was always a concern. I'm going to, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to whatever, blah, blah, trip. What, and that would cause the anxiety. Right. I'm like, how many, like how many hundreds of matches do you have to have where none of that happens before you, stop stressing on it and i remember just standing at the, the curtain and i was like i think we're done i think we're done like being stressed about it now and i went out and i haven't been sick before uh before a match or even in my life like that anxiety stopped in that moment um the next one was like right before i became the king of the north and someone gave me that name like i had i had like storyboard ideas we'll call them like i had like the plot points of what i wanted my character to be and it was all me, right? It was all true to me, but I didn't have the the encompassing name. Uh, and my friend suggested King of the North. And that, like, when I first started then, that was another time where I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. But I was still very insecure because I still didn't know quite who the King of the North was. Um, and then I think the final one was uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, they had, like, a split show in Toronto with one of the events. Actually, the company, Shelly... Uh, came up for Demand Lucha and I was wrestling Tyson Dukes. It was the first time I was going to wrestle him. And it was like a lot of eyes, a lot of names on the event. We were the, there was four people on the um, event that weren't like under a contract. And I was Tyson and I were two of the four. So there was two like local matches and everyone else was Lucha underground. Um, so it was, a, it was like a big spot, you know, especially for me at that time. Um, and like I, I was confidently king of the north at that time. Like I, I was having some good matches and like was confident in my work. But for some reason, right before I went out, I, I had a literal like anxiety, panic attack. I'm standing in gorilla, coats on, like I'm about to go out. Freaking Vampiro is sitting on the stage. He's watching from the stage, so I have to walk past him in the state. And this, the freaking tiniest little ref. I've known him for years, right? But he's like this tiny little guy. He's like 5'2", 100 pounds of that. He comes over and he sees me. He sees me kind of like stressing. And I, I thought I'm doing well holding it in. But he sees me stressing. He gives, just gives me a hug. He goes, man, you got this. You kill it every night. And I went, 
I do. I do kill it every night. And I'll bring in my music kit and I walked out. And that was it. And I and that people still speak on that match to, like today when they speak about me. That's one of their favorite Carter Mason matches, one of my favorite matches too. Um, but if people knew seconds before like how I was feeling to like like you're right. I like I am the king of the north. I like I know how to do this. Let's go. And we went out and, and had a great freaking match. Um so long answer there, I'm sorry, but like that's it's it, three specific times, and I promise you there will be more in my in my future. What about you, Shelly? Same uh same question if you remember it. If not, I can we can go through it again. Well, here's the thing. Um kind of long uh, I like I totally get you on that last story you just said because um, I remember there was a time, um, my second indie run, and um, I used to train just specifically Lucha. And my trainers, Los Luchas, shout out Los Luchas, so awesome. They're such great trainers. And it was one of those things where, like, when I started to retrain again, it was interesting to me because there were some people that like I used to train with and they went off and they were, had their exposure in wrestling or whatever. And not to be whatever, but it seemed like the ones that were on TV were the ones that were like, why do you go to training? Like, why do you go to training? And it's like, what do you mean why do go to training? Cause like, I, I want to be good on the weekends. Like I want to be polished. And something that changed my world is I listened to an art of wrestling that Colt Cabana had, and he had um, Roland Alexander from up Northern California. And he broke it down. He was like, I don't understand why people like who full-time wrestle on the weekends don't train during the week because just like in football, when you're off season, you're training. So like, you know, you're training for the, when you go and play the games. And when he broke it down like that, I was like, yeah dude like and this anxiety like it, i was able to maintain it more because i was confident because i was training during the week busting my ass and so i was feeling good and confident like you were saying and i remember i did this really fun show at this theater that happens to be haunted and um it was supposed to be for like the cinco de mayo thing and i had this i was like oh perfect so i get this costume that's like um one of those like uh, lingerie stores would have, and it's like called the Tequila Princess. It was so cute. So I had that and I was ready to go. I had this little sombrero in my head. And one of the girls in my match, she's like, I guess you'd say one of my haters in my wrestling career. And when I came out, she's like, look at Shelly. She's the joke. She's the joke of the match. So, and she's right then and there, she started dictating the match and how it's gonna go because it was a four way, which, you know, those always go so well. And so like, you know, she was dictating. She was like, Shelly's just the joke. So she was giving me these weird spots to do. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So my confidence, especially because she was like someone I had this history with. And I realized later I was traumatized by early on. I had an experience with her in my wrestling career where she traumatized me. And that's where a lot of this anxiety came from. And so I started breaking down and I was freaking the F out. And this goes back to the ghost. So I saw these feet. And I didn't, I was freaked out. I was like, no one's supposed to be back here. I see these feet. And I was so freaked out because of this girl feet, like made me just overthink everything. And we were ready to go out like two matches before. And I, I felt like I needed to throw up. I felt like I was going to pass out. I was freaked out. So I followed these ghost feet. I'm just being real. I know people are running crazy. And when I followed them, it's, they went into this door 
So I opened the door and I had no idea my trainer, Los Luchas, were on the same show. And when I opened the door, there they were. And they're like, Shelly, hey, da, da, da. I was like, I'm freaked out right now. And I was like, telling, they go, what are you talking about? Like, you're in training. Like, you do this all the time. Like, just go out there and do it. You do this all the time. What are you talking about? Why are you letting this girl get in your head? You do this all the time. Every week you're there, you're doing this. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like you were saying, like, 100%. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing this? Like, why? And I went out there and maybe because I was the joke, I was the first one out, but killed I it. That crowd. I killed yeah. it with my little tequila princess outfit on. And you know what? <laughs> they didn't think I was a joke. They were there for a good time. And that's why I got it. Because so I was like, Cinco de Mayo, we're at a lucha show and we're in a part of town where it's like, Prim like primarily Mexican. I'm Mexican. Yeah, I'm gonna come out in the tequila princess outfit. Duh. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I actually even got to pay it forward um, in the same situation. I just recalled this. I was actually wrestling my freaking best friend, and uh, we we're about to do a, a thirty-minute Iron Man or thirty-minute Last Man Standing. I'm sorry, thirty-minute Last Man Standing, and. He comes up and he's been wrestling longer than me. And like, he's just as good, if not better than I am, you know, like all subjective. Um, and he comes up to me and he's like, man, I'm freaking out. Blah, 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 blah. And I literally laughed at him. I'm like, are you crazy? Do you not understand? Like how good you like, you're literally good. Your music, look at me, your music's going to hit. And the moment you take a step out, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm so-and-so I got this. And the moment I got in the ring, I'm like, so how you feeling? Like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, see, and it's always, sometimes you just need, like we we're all human beings as tough, as confident as whatever, we're all human beings. And sometimes we just need that, that spark of love, that spark of confidence that from someone we love and respect to just like, Oh yeah. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. You know? And that's just, that's normal human nature. I think. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this on record. I would say about 95% of the time before I went out there to the ring, I went through this whole thing. Like, I felt like I was going to throw up. I'd always say, oh, my God, I'm gonna, I had to go to the bathroom. And start to say, oh, I have the nervous poop. Well, the bathroom's freaking everyone. That's everyone. <laughs> and as you go out there, and it's like, I used to feel when I first started training, when I would feel this way, it was looked down upon. Like, I wasn't like, oh, you can't even hang, like, blah, 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 like, whatever. But then it was like, not until I ventured out more, started wrestling other places. And the only way I can control it was I had to say it out loud. I just had to be like, I would turn to the girl and just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous right now. And they're like, really? You? And I'm like, yes, I'm so nervous right now. I think I'm gonna throw up. And in my head, I'm gonna say this, like 95% of the time, I've never said this out loud. I have wanted to just leave and not do the match. And then I thought to myself, okay, if I do that, what's going to happen? They're going to find somebody else is going to fill in and then they're going to have this match that was meant for to be my match. And like, I can't let that happen. Yep. And like, that's like 95% of the time. That's really crazy. That's made me get there was I had to be like, somebody else is going to have the match that was in fate meant for me. So I can't do that. I have to like complete this. But, like, I want to leave. What will happen if I just leave right now? <laughs> the, your spot's gone. That's what happened. And it's that quick, right? And it's funny because I don't know about 95% of the time, but I can tell you definitely when I was when I was sick and buried and stuff, um, 
there was lots of times where I'm like, what if I just tell him I can't do it tonight? Like, what if? I'm like, are you freaking insane? And, and then everything you just said, I'm like, sometimes, and sometimes you need that too. Sometimes you just need your own pep talk. Like, sometimes you need to talk to yourself and be like, man, we're freaking scared. We can't do this. Like, yeah, the F we can. Like, what the, everything you've done and you're you can't go wrestle 15 minutes? Why? Why? Tell me right now, Matt. Well, uh, I guess there's some good reason. Right. Shut up. Go wrestle. And, you know, like sometimes you need that inner, inner uh, monologue. Um, I just want to preface because I don't want to cut out on you guys. I'm at 10% and my I don't have my charger here. I still have a little bit of time, but I just want to let you guys know because I don't want to be mid-topic and cut. <clears throat> uh, so um, speaking of uh, cannabis and stuff, obviously, we uh, – theme of the smoke out by the way as i often tell shelly here is as part of my pep talk everything in her career led her to this show and this is really the pinnacle of what uh, of entertainment if i do say so myself and i do often and I anyone do. Know, listen <laughs> um what was your introduction to uh cannabis and how did you get started smoking cannabis uh so i've ha- i was diagnosed with adhd when i was i don't know but I, since I can remember, you know, I don't know what age I was exactly, but very, very young. I was on it in grade one, right? So it was a young age. I was diagnosed. Um, and it was the absolute worst thing that's ever occurred for me. Um, I think I stopped taking it in like grade six or seven. Um, and I just kind of bounced around being ADHD um, until I was 18, 19. And uh that's when I was kind of like, I had dabbled, but I never processed it. You know, it was never like something I got into. Um, and then when I was 19, I started doing a little bit more research and um, I was taking my fitness much, much more seriously. I had started my meditation. And so if anyone asked me, especially if someone with ADHD, they're like, how do you control it? Everyone's like, oh, you use, uh, you, you medicate and that's how you do it. I'm like, no, that's not how I do it. I have three tools. And the three together is how I do it. One is not better than the other, um, and one would not do it. So, like, medication is not better than my working out and vice versa, right? But put my working out, meditation, medication together, and and I, I'm a very functional, functionable, functional, functional, that has to be right, functionable uh, human being. Shoot, that didn't come out. Um, <laughs> And uh, very productive. You know, I've, I've had no hindrance. If anything, um, I've improved. I've become more successful. Um, and, yeah, that was, that was it. So it was, it was a bit later, you know what I mean, for me. Mm. Um, but that's, that's how it kind of came to be. Yeah. you have any specific strains or anything that you find are, are more helpful? Um, I used to, like, be more into the strains and everything and the depth of it um, i'm still mm. very basic like i if i can get a, an original og kush or an original mm. cheese i think they call it uk cheese now um but when i was having it, it was just cheese um one of those two strains and i'm i'm set i'm not, <laughs> I'm not i don't find myself a fan of <clears throat> too much i've had a handful and i've never been wowed by a haze i know people that mm. swear by them um it just doesn't seem to be my thing um but yeah the cheese and i the cheese uh, Mrs. Sativa and the uh, Kush is an indica, so they're they're contrary strains as is. But um, more than the other, I I typically like. 
You know, it just occurred to me, Shelly, as uh, great business ideas often do while we do the show, you need your own strain. That'd be fantastic. That'd be amazing. You, Whiskey somebody out there, strain. yeah, somebody out there has to has to uh, be able to facilitate that. Absolutely. Let me know. That'd be awesome. That's right. The Shelly oh, yeah. Martinez strain. Well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> they're long story short as I can make it. Um, when I first moved back to California from Kentucky, I was going to this dispensary in Venice Beach. The reason why I trusted that place so much was because RVG was friends with the guy. So therefore I trusted it. Long story short, the guy got me there so often because um, at the time, RVD's wife was like, Shelly needs her own indigo. And the, um, Rob used to call me uh, Vampire Girl. So what this dude would do, would he call me? He'd be like, hey, I got this new indigo and you want to test it out? Here, I'm thinking, this is awesome. Like, yes, dude, I've made it in life. <laughs> I'm going to have vampire girl and it's going to be awesome so i'd go there and i'd smoke and to be honest with you guys like i was just like literally like you know it's what i needed at that time because i was in tna but they didn't pay me well at all so i was really struggling in life um i was really grateful to be able to just sit there and smoke this awesome cannabis because even though I had so much time, a fun time in um, TNA, I was still processing how I got fired from WWE and everything that went into it. So it was like a lot. Like it seemed like I was okay, and I, it was to a degree, but there was still this thing. So it was perfect that like I just spent a lot of my free time testing out all these indigos. <laughs> so finally, I got one, and it was really good. It was being sold over there in the Venice um, boardwalk for quite some time. But then there was a time where, long story short, I found myself in this really weird love triangle when I was at TNA. So I'd sit there and I'd talk to the guy about it because he's my friend, right? And so he was like, I'll make you forget about these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Typical guy. Yeah, so then Vampire Girl after that was no more. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, wow. shoot. That's funny. Um, because I'm dying, I don't want to keep getting deep but i want to touch on something you just said because and i think it's a good way to leave it too when we wrap it up i don't think people appreciate enough and i'm and it's something that like i'm finally re-grasping i feel like i had a grasp of it grasp of it when i was like 24 25 and then sometimes like you said earlier in the conversation we forget parts of us or or just forget how to hold on to those parts sometimes um I don't think people appreciate or grasp enough the fact that you can be okay and also not okay. You can be happy and, and appreciate things in life and be successful simultaneously addressing traumas and fixing things or, or just being hurt. Like I've just been hurt yesterday. I'm still good. I'm still smiling. I'm still working out. I'm still productive. But I'm also simultaneously a little bit sad. And that's okay. I feel like people get too obsessed on being, I have to be happy, period. Not, well, I'm happy, but I'm also a little bit sad because yesterday someone punched me in the face or someone scratched my car or like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you're allowed to have simultaneous emotions of strive for happiness, strive for internal peace or inner peace, right? But I, I think people don't appreciate the fact that you can't have both enough. And that's and when you said that, it really hit me. I'm like, but what, like you're like, well, I was happy, but I was also I'm like, yeah, you can. That's good. You be both. Like that's so normal. And I don't think people realize how normal it is, or or don't like grasp or appreciate it. Like I said, totally. Very true. Shelly, do you have any parting thoughts for uh, episode 22, our first interview? First interview. See that? Right. It's first. been a blast. I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> well, thank Absolutely. You for on. And I just think it's really cool. I like the vibe. Um, you know, I just hope whether it's people watching or you fellas, I just... This is just awesome from the bottom of my heart, just sending everyone positive energy and love because like, you know, I've been going through so much in the last like year and then we started doing the show and I have these moments and then you just add this element in and it's just like, you know, I feel like my life's really aligning and I just want to share that energy with everybody. Like when I align, I want to share that energy so that everyone can feel it and however they need to be recharged and renewed because that's just what's up. And so like, <laughs> it's I, I, honestly, it's, it was great to just have those talks again. Um, and it blows my mind every time. Like every time we talk, it's so just easy, you know, and same kind of um, thought process. Uh, it feels like the last time we we talked was that weekend that you were in Toronto, like where we had a conversation. But this feels like we talked yesterday. You know, it, it was it was a blast. We my phone says we were here for an hour and thirteen minutes, and that flew by. So it was yeah, it was fantastic. I, I appreciate you both having me on very much. Awesome, yeah, absolutely great show. Yeah, Carter, Shelley, thank you so much. Episode twenty two. Let's get better every week. People should subscribe. Oh yeah! Opinion. Please subscribe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> She's an accomplished street fighter. She'll find you and beat the hell out of you. That's right. Force <laughs> you to subscribe. She'll grab your phone and she'll. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>